welcome to the Taylor Careers Podcast. My name is Shannon. I help driven individuals navigate their career journey through a strategic approach, finding confidence and clarity along the way. Listen in to my amazing guests who have navigated their own journey within their passion. In each interview and some solo episodes sprinkled in, you will hear a variety of backgrounds to explore different life paths, provide career advice, and self-development tips to help you gain clarity on your own personal journey. Hello, friends. Coming at you today on a very blustery, snowy, cold, single-digit day. It is It is bitter cold. Right before the holiday, right before Christmas, I just wanted to spend some time and talk about 2023. The opportunity to do something new, to make a change. And utilize this time to kind of pause and reflect on what you've done this year. You've done a lot. You should be proud. And look towards next year. Now, we can have a whole episode on goal setting and, you know, focus on the things that you want to achieve next year. All that stuff is great. But today's episode, I do want to focus on, um, today's going to be a deep, deep dive into all the hacks I have comes to this whole interview process, right? So there's the before the interview, all the prep work that's involved, all the research we must do. There's the actual interview itself. And then there's post interview. So that's kind of how today's episode is going to be set up and the framework. And we're just going to kind of dig right into it because my hope is that you would have, you're, you're already doing or at least thinking about where you want to be next year in 2023, what your goals are. And this episode is taking that a step further and saying, hey, we may, maybe we have some opportunities or maybe there's opportunities down in the pipeline that we're going to kind of come, come back to this um, and really utilize some of these, these interview tips to help you land the job that you want. So that's today's focus. These powerful, impactful interview tips, pre, during, post interview to really help you land the job. So from start to finish, what to do, what not to do, the tips, the tricks, the whole shebang, the whole process from start to finish. Here we go. So I want to share with you all the things that I have personally done in my past that have worked and gotten me job offers, proven hacks from HR professionals I've spoken with, colleagues and friends of mine, and overall tips to that I have seen work to help you ace this honestly sometimes dreadful process. A lot of people really despise the interview process because it's scary. It's nerve-wracking. Um, they don't feel prepared. They don't feel like they have a sense of ownership of who they are going into the interview. But nevertheless, it is a necessary one to go through in order to get hired, right? So let's start digging in. You've just landed one or maybe a couple interviews in efforts of finding yourself a better opportunity. Congratulations, you're on your way. Now comes the fun part. Preparing for your big sit-down interview with your potential company. So this might be with 
an HR professional. This could be your potential supervisor or honestly just another member of the company um, or who who they've deemed qualified to interview you. And the preparation's the same here. So regardless of who you're interviewing with, it's all the same. You might be asking yourself, what should I know and how do I prepare before? The first thing is the most important game-changing piece, game-changing piece of information often left on the table and we forget to do this thoroughly research. We must be prepared when it comes to knowing basic information about the company we're applying for and who we're interviewing with. Things like, are they a private or publicly traded business? When was it founded? And by whom? What are the company missions, visions, directives? Where are they going? What's important to them? Do they partner with any organizations, local events, charities, or other opportunities locally? Next, find out as much as you can about the position itself. So not only the company, but we also want to find out as much as we can about the position at hand. So yes, you can look at the post that you've applied to, but dig a little deeper here. I would suggest going on specific websites I like to use are Glassdoor, salary.com. You can also read their LinkedIn profile as well. So not only are you going to find out a little bit more about the company by doing research, but you'll also get to find out about people have said about this role and about the company in the past. So you'll get a lot of good information. Another thing you can do, and this ties well into networking, is reach out to the recruiter or person who posted the position, if that's available to you, and ask for more details on the role. That will also not only gain their attention to you and your profile, but also show interest that you're doing your homework, right? And that's always a good thing. So we've done our research on the company and the role itself. In addition to our preparation, we're also going to come into the interview knowing our intended compensation. What is the range you're willing to accept? What's the base salary or hourly rate needed to make this opportunity work for you? And what's your reasonable top reach or top of the line range? This number really all depends on your specific situation. So I cannot tell you what you need to make. Somebody else cannot tell you what you need to make. But I would suggest looking at your finances, looking at your situation, um, and trying to figure out what's going to work for you and given your, your financial goals as well. So... Of course, this also comes with a little bit of research here. Things you can do to help you review that number and to figure out what your range is, is to look at the average salary or average pay for X job or X role in that country, then break it down by state, and then industry specific. So what you want to do is look at a couple of different things here and not just take one quick Google search and assume that that is the range that you should go with. So look at the average salary and I'm going to speak in salary terms here, but you can also of course do the math and break it down if you're you get you would get paid hourly here. So look at the average salary for that country. I'm I'm located in the United States and so I would look at average salary 
of, let's say, a marketing specialist in the US. So I'm going to take that number and just put it as a framework in the back of my mind. Then I'm going to do the same search for my state. I'm in New York State, so I would take that into consideration. Now, New York State's a little bit difficult, and I would say the same goes for Illinois with Chicago. So we've got such large, large cities in these states, and we have to be mindful that the average salary in New York City is not going to be the average salary upstate. And um, so just be mindful of that if you're living in an area where it's more suburban or urban um, and vice versa. And then you also want to break it down by industry. So someone who is in marketing but works for a tech company is not going to get paid the same as someone who's working in marketing but for a nonprofit. So it really all depends on Yes, the job title, but also the industry that you're in. And again, I would take into consideration a couple of those different numbers when you're looking at your range. And then lastly, of course, you want to take into consideration your specific personal experience. So your years of experience in not only that role, but those detailed day-to-day things that make you qualified for the role. Let those figures be your guide as you begin to, you know, really look at the scale based on your experience, knowledge of the company, and again, what you're willing to accept as compensation. So keep in mind, this is a super important piece of the puzzle. It determines your financial future here. So honestly, until there is another potential promotion or a new opportunity or you're looking to job search again, this is the time where you should be negotiating your salary. So please take advantage of this opportunity and come prepared with your range and it's not just a a flat out number, right? So, So leave room for negotiation and honestly HRs or whoever the person that is bringing you this offer is going to do the same. There's always room for negotiation. And the last piece of advice here, your interviewer does not need to know what you are making now. They might ask you this during your interview, but I would encourage you to redirect your answer back to your intended compensated range. So if they say, they might not even say, do you mind? They might just flat out come in and ask you, well, what are you making now? And I would choose to not answer that question, but instead say, based on the research that I've done and the experience that I have, I'd like to see myself in X range, uh, between 50 and 60K or whatever that might be for you. So please don't get caught up in the moment, either lowball yourself or, you know, maybe shoot the opportunity up too high and without doing the, the research here because, it's, it's another area of opportunity that HR can possibly take advantage of that situation. So just a little piece of advice. All right, so more preparation we need to do. Practice our interview questions. This is difficult, right? You never know exactly what an interviewer is going to ask of you, but there are some very common questions, and you bet the first one is going to be, tell me about yourself, or walk me through your resume, or some version of getting to know you, right? It's it's pretty simple, 
if you were sitting down with a stranger, if you were sitting down with someone on a first date, right? Like that's what's going to come up. I want to know more about you. So tell me about yourself. And use this opportunity and this chance to share details about your past, your future goals, and have it be an opportunity to set the framework for the conversation, right? So don't get too caught up initially in the details from your past here, but keep it high level. So as you run through your resume, you're going to bullet point and high level, go through your experience and focus on how your past led you to be the best candidate for this role, including what your future visions are. And I think that's important is so many people miss the future step and always look to what they've done in the past. While this role you're about to get into is your future, right? So you have to channel what you've done in the past and combine it with your future visions to show your interviewer that you're qualified, right? Like that's how you do it. So make sure those are in alignment to the job you're applying for. (laughs) That's also key. And even if this isn't your dream, this isn't your dream job. That is perfectly fine but it should be headed in that direction, or this opportunity should provide you with some sort of stepping stone to your goals. So focus on what those are and pull those out when I say future visions. Honestly, I could have a whole episode on specific common questions and how to answer them, but until I get to that, please make sure we are taking the time to reflect on key points that will help you answer any question. So when I say that, one being, What are your skills and qualifications that are both needed in the role and that you can provide unique to you? So having a unique flair to this is going to be key, right? Like everybody is organized. Everyone has great communication. That's wonderful. But what makes you different and what makes you stand out? Knowing the answers to those questions will help you in um, any question that you get asked. So next, why do you see yourself in this role, (laughs) right? Like another common question you're going to get asked. This should be a mix of how it can help you in your goals as well as help the company in theirs. And that's the key here. Don't focus solely on yourself and don't focus solely on the company because the goal here is to come from a foundational place where you're solid in yourself, know who you are, but also know what you can bring to the table. And lastly, make sure you're showing up with questions for your interviewer, at least three. Honestly, I would probably write down about 10. And then if you get the opportunity, ask as many as you can without being overbearing. So I would definitely say ask at least three to four questions at the end. Different types of questions you can ask are, what does the day-to-day look like? Though they might go through that in the interview itself. What do you envision success in this role being? What challenges do you foresee this role taking on in the first 30 days? What sort of training programs do you have available? So any any question that you ask ensures that you have a vested interest and want to dive in and know more, right? The last thing I want you to do is at the end of the interview, the interviewer asks you, okay, what questions do you have for me? And you don't have any. It gives off the impression that you haven't done your homework and that you're not thinking outside the box and then you're not really focusing on what the areas of opportunity are for that role, right? Like that's your chance to 
ask more questions to not only gain information, but the intention here is that you're showing that you've done the research. You're showing that there's a little bit more out there and you want to know how you can connect and be the best candidate for that role. You must you must be well prepared with the logistics. And when I say logistics, it's the who, what, when, where, how. Assuming this is not a virtual meeting, though I'll talk about virtual interviews in a second, you should absolutely know the location you're going to, the directions and how to get there, parking information, if there's multiple entrances, which entrance should you take, exactly who you'll be meeting with, and when. All of those things are super important, and if you miss a step in one of those pieces, your interview can crumble. Make sure you are about 10 minutes early. I wouldn't be any more than 10 minutes. I would not be um, any more or less. Wear business professional attire, so this includes your hair, shoes, bag, or briefcase. This is, guys, this is your first impression. You must bring your A game here. And lastly, I want to give some pointers on virtual interview prep. So a couple of things to think about here as we kind of navigate and um, I would say more normalize these virtual interviews is checking your audio and video ahead of time that morning. And the last thing you want is for technology to ruin your big day, right? If for some reason you are having technological issues and you can't figure it out, you've restarted your computer, your mic's not working, whatever, call a friend and see if you can use their computer. Try going to the library if you can't get a hold of someone. Or just make some sort of alternate plans, right? Uh, Make sure you check the link the recruiter sent you ahead of time. Make sure it's clickable and it works. Don't sign into it, but make sure it is clickable. And let them know if there are any potential issues that you foresee uh, before the call time. Set up a professional background. So unless you have a work-from-home setup where your background literally looks like a corporate office or has a flawless backdrop, which I don't know anybody who does, Try using one of the pre-designed backgrounds. These come free with Microsoft Teams, Zoom, Google Meets, I'm sure a lot of other hosting platforms as well. Reduce or remove your potential for distractions. So this one really hit me kind of the start of, or I would say middle of 2020. It really made sense. And at the time, uh, I was living in an apartment building where I thought I had you know, I was living by myself. I didn't have any potential distractions and my window was open. And the groundskeeper decided that he was going to weed whack when I had an interview. So just, you never know what's going to come up. And I would look at all angles when you are trying to mitigate those potential distractions. So, you know, later on, I was raising a puppy and trying to navigate holding calls and picking up pee at the same time. Like, I get it. There are going to be distractions. There's going to be kids in the house. There's going to be... But at least if you're mindful of it and try to mitigate it, tell the people in your home, hey, I've got an interview. If you could be quiet, um, you know, maybe they someone takes the kids out for an hour, two hours, something like that. So you can really sit down and have a quiet space if this is a, a virtual time for yourself. If you've got noisy neighbors, maybe again, shut the windows as a suggestion. 
Um, anything you, that you can think of that would be a potential distraction, again, try to mitigate that. And make sure to sign in about five minutes early, and that's it. All right, I wanna pause real quick and share with you a health hack. So many of us are struggling with our gut issues, food sensitivities, and just wanna take control of our health in general. I found this amazing small business called Gut Personal on Instagram. I started chatting with their dietitians, got a few supplements tailored to me, and let me tell you, it has been a game changer. I love, love, love their magnesium. It is my favorite product. It supports gut health, improves sleep, decreases stress, supports muscle cramps, and keeps you regular. My boyfriend is hooked too. We are obsessed. They have a ton of great products and I've partnered with Gut Personal. If you either click on the link in my bio on Instagram or type in code SHANNON10, that's S-H-A-N-N-O-N-1-0 on their website, gutpersonal.com. You will shop 10% off everything. So go check it out now and get your gut back on track. Now that we have intimately prepared for our interview and we are ready to take on the day, here are some tangible tips for the main event, the interview itself. First, please have a firm handshake and good eye contact. Of course, again, if this is a virtual interview, you can disregard that. But you should have a nice greeting smile and a friendly look on your face if that isn't a virtual interview. So I would also suggest you hand over a copy of your resume as soon as you sit down. They may have this already printed out for you, but this just goes to show that you are prepared. Make sure your cell phone is off. I hate to say it, but it is almost 2023 and we're still forgetting to turn our phones off. It should be a silent time with you and the interviewer and it should also not, your phone should not be face down next to your hand on the table. So just put it away, off, one, two hours max, and any emergency that comes up, you can take care of it after. Speak clearly and with confidence. Try not to speed talk your way through your resume or your background. This is your time to show the interviewer how confident you are in yourself. And by talking slowly, it automatically exudes confidence. And by the way, you're also naturally avoiding filler words when you talk a little bit slower, such as like, um, you know. And if this is hard for you, try to practice speaking and practice answering your questions by keeping those filler words in mind out. And practice with yourself, practice with a significant other, practice with a friend. The intention is not to never say these words, but to lessen the amount of times that you say them. All right, if you get tripped up on a question you were not prepared for, <laughs> trust me, this happens to the best of us. It has happened to me more than one time, so it's inevitable. But what you can do is ask them to repeat the question while you gather your thoughts. And the best thing you can do is go back to your core. If you really can't think of an answer, go back to your core of your strengths and what will make you excel at this and try to piecemeal together an answer. So you never just want to say, I don't know, or I don't have an answer to this, or, oh, that's a good question. I'm not quite sure. Um, just try to go back to who you are, think of your strengths, and 
how can you combine that with your answer? I will say some of the times that I do get tripped up on interview questions are more the situational-based questions. And if anyone is listening that does interviewing, please know your audience and know how difficult these questions can be because we can do all the preparation in the world, but you give us one situational question and we are struck. We're, we're, we're caught in the moment. We don't know how to answer. We get flustered. We get nervous. And then the rest of the interview, you know, hopefully isn't bad, but it can affect it really. So if you are listening and you're in HR or you are an interviewer yourself, I would encourage you not to ask situational based questions. And if it is, it's more broad and not tell me about a time when, and it's so specific that, you know, you would have to know the question ahead of time in order to ace that answer. So it's just my little tangent on situational based questions. Again, make sure you want to bring up and ask those prepared questions you have at the end of the interview to the interviewer. It shows that you are invested and engaged. And lastly, before you leave, confirm what the next steps are so that there are no surprises. And this means the next steps in the interview process. Okay, the hard part is over. Post-interview. Now it's time for the waiting game. So after the interview is over, make sure to follow up with a thank you note to the recruiter, manager, or whoever it was in that interview process. Thank them for their time and tell them, you know, should there be any follow-up questions, you'd be happy to answer. So pretty simple, straight to the point. If you don't hear back within the intended window agreed upon during the interview, feel free to follow up and check in. But please be mindful of their time and processes to go through this interview process. So I would not send a follow-up a few days later if they told you it was going to be a week. So give them some time and please be patient. All right, if you end up getting the job, great, fantastic. If you don't, please don't let that get you down. There have been so many interviews I've gone on that later I'm thankful it did not work out. There's always a reason. I truly believe that. But thank them for the opportunity and you want to stay connected, right? You never know what will come about in the future. You just never know what you might need, what they might need. And it's always a good way to stay connected with, again, the HR contact, the recruiter, the manager, whoever you had um, conversations with. So I know that was a ton of information, but I hope you're able to take away some things some helpful things to help you in this interview process this next upcoming year. I'm rooting for you all. If you could do me a huge favor and send this to a friend who might be interviewing, job searching, and could find it useful or helpful. I am so thankful for you all. Have a Merry Christmas and a wonderful new year. I'll come back at you in 2023 with some great content. So as always, stay inspired and bless my friends.